Hello and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast, 10 of the best new songs every week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers, and me, Gareth May.
finished fast. I was very much enjoying some of the brilliant Kugaku Moyu. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to this week's independent music podcast. Uh, Kikugaku Moyu. 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 Sorry, I've got a mouthful of ice lolly. Yes, because it's hot and steamy in here with the independent music podcast. It's The name of their track is called Gatherings. It's taken from their album Masana Temples, which is out on the 5th of October via their own Guru Guru Brain recordings out of the ne- Netherlands. Uh, but yeah. I, yeah. Wrote, I wrote here in my notes... Psych Rock, usually the thing from Ant. <laughs> yeah, the Kiyaki Mori, I've seen them a couple of times. Um, a brilliant band, and Guru Guru Brain, which is run by, I think, two of the members, if I'm getting that right, um, is their own label, but it also releases uh, other bands, some excellent ones that we've played on the podcast before. I can't remember exactly where they are, but if you go on independentmusicpodcast.net and look for Guru Guru Brain, you can see what we've played. But definitely they have been a crossover success from the Japanese underground, and like they're playing the Scala in London on the next tour, you know, pretty, pretty hefty sized venue for that sort of um, band. So, well done, Kigaki Moyu, for being great. So, do you know someone called Bruno Pinadas? Doesn't ring a bell? No, well, it was a bit of a stab in the dark from the press release talking about they went to uh, Lisbon to record the album with uh, jazz musician Bruno Pinadas. Hmm. I, I, met, I met one of the guys in Lisbon when I was there in uh, March. No, this is, this is it. It's all linked. But, um, but I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe. I was with some Lisbon guys and then, but one of them was um, the uh, Philo de Mai, the wonderful guitarist, a classical guitarist that we've played on the podcast a couple of times. But uh, yeah, maybe one of the other guys there was who they recorded with. I'm not sure. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, 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 Kikigaku Moyo, uh, they're a Tokyo, Tokyo band, uh, yeah, and the album Masana Temple's out, out, out on the 5th of October. Nice, yeah, look forward to seeing them. That's going to be my opening one. How about this? Um, some atmospheric, dark, heavy electronics from Tim Hecker. He's now on Cranky Records, the brilliant American label. Um, can't remember who used to release his label, but I know that this is his first full length on Cranky after they reissued some of his previous albums. And uh, this uh, is the new single, it's called This Life.
There we go. That's the sounds of Tim Hecker, uh, the Canadian electronic artist. He's been making waves now for over a decade. I saw him play at St Giles in the Fields in, I'm going to say, about 2010. That is a London church. Is that right? Exactly. It's um, it was when he was doing a show in the Pitch Black that was played on the organ in the church. I forget what that album was called that he released of the organ music. And, yeah, it was really quite something. But since then, you know, you see him playing at venues like the Barbican and, yeah, huge, a huge esteemed arts venues across the world. So well done, Tim, for being great. And, um, yeah, his, his next album comes out on Cranky and it's called Konoyo. Do you know when it's out? September the 28th. Excellent. So that's a while off yet. Yeah, it is. Um, usually, like, on the show, we're sort of playing things that are sort of out now. It's uh, quite rare that we have things that are in the future. But, you know, that Kikagaku Moya one, 5th of October, this one, 28th of September. And I'm going to play something uh, that is less long than both of those tracks. Uh, it's uh, from Boca Versions. They have uh, this EP from uh, Mars 89 out on the 31st of August. In fact, the second Japanese artist that I've played on this. Well, two, two from of, two. A lot of great music comes out there. That's for, that's for sure. Uh, this is uh, from Mars 89's first final release. It's coming out on Boca Versions 31st of August called End of the Dead. I'm going, uh, this is sort of, sort of, sort of like it, sort of Guam set-esque music is how I'm going to go with. You know, Guam, the sort of I, I, sound I, of Durban. I certainly know, I know Guam, but if any of our listeners aren't familiar with Guam, you might have seen it written down, G-W-O-M. I mean, it's G-Q-O-M. Is it? Is it Q? Yeah. I can't Guam. remember anyway. It's the, um, it's sort of the rough, tough techno of South Africa. You think that's a decent description? Yeah, it has more of the sort of groundings in trap and uh, grime and, and sort of bass music. It's in that sort of ilk of electronic music uh, so yeah Mars 89 he's uh, yeah in fact I'm going to just instead of rambling on I'm going to just play the track this is called Run to Mall Hello HQ this is Police Dom Operator Dead Post of Band Hello HQ this is Police Dom Operator Dead Post of Band Hello HQ this is Police Dom Operator Dead
got him. Ah, missed. There you have it. Sounds of Mars 89 run to more were released on Bocker versions through the EP End of the End of the Dead out on the 31st of August. Something I, I hate to say something different from Bocker's. Rocker does release all sorts, but I don't really hear any reggae and dub in there. No, not really. A bit of bass. Yeah, exactly. A bit of bassy stuff. But that's uh, that's about it, really. So yeah, Mars 89, as I say, Japanese producer, uh, member of the quote post-tribal dance unit Chopstick Killers. I think <laughs> Mars 89 is a better moniker. Personally, he uh, put out an EP that I don't think we played on the show last year uh, called Lucid Dream. That was also via Bocker, uh, but that was a cassette. This one is on vinyl and is out 31st of August. Nice. I'm going to play you a song for a band that's quite close to my heart. It is the band of my partner, Kitty Whitelaw. They're called Sea Lime Women. Um, I think we played them on the pod before. What do you reckon, guys? Nope. Nope. Maybe you haven't played them on the pod. Well, it's their debut album, right? So it could be that I, they haven't had an actual release to play. I feel like I've played something. Maybe it's on my resonance show. I said that in a really demure way, I think. No, but nope. nope. As in, I'm like, being very dismissive. Like but you, have, re- you have all of the um, all of the track lists of the podcast till the start. Just in my all, head. All in your head. I don't think I can even remember what we played on this podcast. <laughs> we're only like four tracks in. Um, but yeah, so this record is super, super good. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gareth had done an interview with them for The Quiet Us that's going to be coming out this week, so he's had really done a deep dive on the record. Uh, it's recent Antigen Records. It's going to be coming out on, I believe, the 12th of October, and this is the first song from it, and it's called Cool. softly 
There we go, the sounds of the wonderful Sea Lion Woman. The track is called Call, the album's called Siren. It's released by Antigen Records. Um, could be a first time play for Antigen Records on this pod, what do you reckon, Gus? I will go into my mental repository and I will pull out the fact that no, I don't believe we have played them before. <laughs> I recently podcast. saw another one of their artists called McGillivery, who I quite enjoyed. Sort of dark, funky act. Dark, funky? Folky. Okay. Dark right. funk. Two words that ne- have never gone together. I mean, if I was ever a music producer, that's the, the direction I would be taking. Dark funk. music. Dark funk. <laughs> Dark fuck. Dark, no, I said funk. I said funk. I heard fuck. Oh, well, I can do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that uh, record, uh, when do you say it was out? 12th of October? Yeah, that's going to be it, the one now. It is very, very good. Uh, what Something that is out right now uh, through another label we haven't played on the podcast uh, previously, which is called Apollo Records, is a London record label I hadn't come across before. Uh, but I did. I have come across this artist before. It's uh, Paul Frick. He's a uh, composer from uh, Berlin. Most uh, probably known most best of all through uh, Brant Brower Frick, uh, who uh, ah that one yeah who actually in my interview with Sea Lion Woman they did reference the Brant Brower Frick Ensemble, which is oh, the really? first time I've ever seen that be re- that be referenced anywhere ever. Where's the album from Daniel Brant, ma'am? It was sent to me like probably a year ago, and I was like, that's excellent. Wanted to do a show with him, and it's never arrived. Is that right? Yeah, a lost record. Yeah, I don't know. Got, I like... thought he was still. I guessing it's going to come out. At some point, but like I was first talking to him and the label about doing this show. It must be at least a year ago. No show, no album, no nothing. Where's the album, Brant? <laughs> was it Brant? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Daniel Brant. Okay. So yeah. So uh, so yeah. Brant Brower Frick is uh, three guys. Uh, Brant Brower and Frick, and uh, this one is from Frick. It's his second album. Uh, I my reference point on this. I just wrote a wobbly compositional music, uh, and hopefully you understand what that means once I play it. But yeah, uh, the album called Second Yard Botanicals. It's his second LP, and yeah, this is this is the lead track from it. It's called. Wait for this. Great song title nine. It's track two. Come on, guys. Oh man, rubber. Thank you. 
enjoyed that. Some weird bleepy electronica. That's uh, that's the cutting insight that we <laughs> that you command on the independent music podcast. Well, we sounds... did know each of the members of Brant Barrafic and their individual projects, and even the even the records that don't exist that mysteriously <laughs> vanished. Um, it's like Pete Townsend's book, apart from that, did actually come out in the end. <laughs> has that come out? It has, yeah. Really? Wow. So he can't just shout, where's the book, Pete? No, no. I mean, I think, yes. <laughs> I, th- I think it actually came out about a decade ago, but never mind. Uh, but anyway, Paul Frick, great song title, Nine. It's uh, taken from the album called Second Yard Botanicals. It's his LP that's out right now via Apollo Records. Uh, as I say, says, uh, um, it says here, Despite a 20-plus year history of making music, Second Yard Botanicals is his debut album, but I was pretty certain I'd written down somewhere else that it was his second album. But what do I know? Obviously, not much. Just looking at the... uh, I thought if that's one of the song titles, I thought I'd check out some of the other song titles. Uh, Grammar and Gregor. Allergy Boy. Baby Bell. I like how you just (laughs) skipped over the one that's in German. Uh, But yeah, Um, but no, uh, really... 3,000 euro, track number 10. Yeah, I hadn't the... As we're recording, it is out today, and so I haven't actually heard the whole album. I just heard the lead track, which was the one that you also just heard, dear listener. So um, I haven't listened to the whole thing. I think I'm going to be doing that as soon as we finish recording today. More brand new music coming here, and also a self-release as well by... The band now known as Free Love, um, they used to be called Happy Meals, duo of Lewis and Susie. They're now called Free Love. Mm-hmm. Changed the name about six months ago. Why did they do that? Didn't like the association with McDonald's. Yeah, they, they didn't know that when they first started. I don't know, you know when you start a band and you just give yourself a stupid name and then before you know it, you know, you're playing some bigger shows and you sold some records and you're touring around the world and you're like, we've got a shit name. I was also surprised that they changed a name because changing a band's name, as I believe we've discussed on the podcast before, is a hard thing. Even when you're a small band, people associate you with the other one. People are like, who the fuck is Free Love? Even when you're trying, you're telling people, you know, it's hard. Yeah, I actually quite like the name Happy Meals, but I know we don't talk. We shouldn't talk about how much we like or dislike a band's name. But I, yeah, I quite like. Happy I definitely Meals. thought it was fine, and um, yeah, Happy Meals are now Free Love. They are still an excellent duo from Scotland. This is released on their own full Ashram Records. It's a double A side of Pushing Too Hard and July, and this is July.
sort of, I don't know if it's a B-side or double A-side, whatever, new track from Free Love. It's called July. Looking at this thing, it's like pushing too hard and then July. Sort of pushing too hard, a sort of freak beat garage rock classic by The Seeds. And then July are a classic psychedelic rock band of the same era. It's almost like one of the members of Free Love is from a psych, psych rock band. I mean, not anymore, but was in <laughs> yeah, Cosmic Exactly, Dead, right? it could be that, exactly, that he has some love for that. That's the first thing that I think of. Well, I look at a record that's got Pushing Too Hard on one side and July on the other. Um, but yeah, excellent music. Makes me want to sort of uh, uh, get up and dance and uh, look forward to seeing them live. Haven't seen them in a while. No, um, the, yeah, well, Happy Meals as they were, absolutely amazing. Well, certainly one of my faves of sort of the last few years in terms of independent synth poppy bands. Yeah, you've been 
keen. You've bought plenty of their records that I haven't got. Uh, the sure. ones that they've released, uh, which are, I think there's actually, they've released three and I've got two of them. Man, the one that they did, the hand-painted one, you've got that, right? I have. Oh man, I wish I bought that. Fruit Juice, released on Night School Records a couple of years ago. I think they repressed it, so it might be available somewhere, but probably not hand-painted. But anyway, uh, yeah, great band. Looking forward to seeing what Free Love have got for us. Um, I'm going to follow it up with something pretty droney, like sort of heavy droney psych music. Uh, this is actually a submission, so uh, facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast is where to get us if you want to submit music to us, as uh, these people did. Uh, it's a band from Sheffield, I think, though I haven't actually written that down, uh, called uh, Kuro Kuma. They have a cassette called uh, Dope Rider, which is out now. It's a uh, it's uh, based on the uh, illustration strip of the same name by uh, Paul Kirchner. It says here, created and illustrated by Paul Kirchner for high times beginning in the 1970s. And so, yeah, it's a, EP that, a concept EP that is based upon this. And this is the first side of it. It's called a Dope Rider Part 1.
I could have guessed what a band whose record was called Dope Rider was going to sound like. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that when that came into the Independent Music Podcast Facebook mailbag, it was, uh, I saw Dope Rider, um, I immediately thought it was going to be awful. Really? I just thought it was going to be metally. Yeah, no, as how I thought, uh, but this is why you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Although the cover of uh, Dope Rider is very good. It's uh, the original artwork of Paul Kirchner, uh, who whose comic strip is what the album is based upon, really, is all the inspiration for it. Uh, but yeah, so Dope Rider cassette by Kuro Kuma is the name of the band. Doom Stew Records is the name of the label that are putting that out. Nice, they seem to be in the middle of a, a European tour right now, so if you're around Europe, especially Eastern Europe, I see Romania, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Germany, Poland, Poland, Lithuania, Latvia. Poland, Poland. Two Polish states. Poland, Poland. Oh, is okay. One in Warsaw and one in... Guys, you've been learning Polish. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and uh, then before coming back to uh, the UK for some gigs in Bolton, London and around and about. So yeah, if you like that, it seems like you can see him around. If you're in Europe. If, if you're not in Europe, you're not in you Europe, can fly to yeah, Europe. Yeah, if you're not in Europe, well, yeah, we book them. Book you know, them I'm sure they would there. love to play wherever you are. Yeah. Check out, I've got a question for you. Do you remember Anonymous Bash? Yes. It was the sort of group sort of fronted by Charles Hayward that was... That was who it was. ...that was was, um, put together by a group called Samar Better. Samar Better is run by a lady called Emma, who is part of the Fat Out group in Islington Mill and Fat Out Festival and a couple of other like-minded people. And... That is the Islington Mill associated with Nod and Manchester bands of that sort of ilk. Exactly. So basically, I don't know completely what their sort of brief is, but as I understand it, it's sort of bringing interesting musicians together for brand new projects. So basically, Anonymous Bash was Charles Hayward, uh, who they brought up from London to collaborate with local musicians from Manchester. And they've done a couple of other really good things, but I've gone, I've gone blank on the other projects. But we've got brand new Samar Better, and it's uh, from some people that I've worked with before. It's David McLean uh, from Tombed Visions uh, Records. He's worked with Nod. He's a member of um, uh, Lotion, who played with my festival, Raw Power. And they have got some detective jazz for you. Detective jazz. It's not just Bruins a Club of Gore. More people are on the detective jazz. When you say what's it described as detective jazz, because I make it feel like it's going to be like um, sort of saxophone heavy um, chase music. Saxophone heavy film noir music. Okay, maybe I've got more for the like through the noir bit to the uh, sort of rushing around French connection. Yeah, (laughs) exactly (laughs) through the streets of Paris. (laughs) No, this is film noir music, and I think this record is a concept album, uh, sort of complete with a sort of stage show with it. Um, It says here. I'll read you a bit from the press release. In, in January 2017, Samar Better facilitated a new collaborative residency between musician and composer David McLean and pulp fiction writer Phil Carney. The pair collaborated over a 10-day residency at the Islington Mill, working with both musicians and actors to produce a new kind of pulp fiction theatre. Their work focusing on the long, inseparable relationship between the iconography of film noir and jazz. So there we go. Definitely something very interesting. I like it. We might be doing a show in London. Um, the record, the band is called Crime. So the album is called Crime Scene, and the group is also called the Crime Scene Ensemble. Settle in for some noir. The neon sign cut the fog in half. 
The windows dripped sweat and black smoke rose from the kitchen grill. The smell of burnt patties and grilled cheese hits me straight on the button as soon as I push open the door into Harold's dining. a.m. Before I could put the pennies on my eyes, the phone rang and I'm the only bull in the pen picking up the charge. A good night's rest didn't come easy in this city and tonight it seemed like it'd be a long distance call. Two Vicks, one shooter, no leads. Another midnight trigger a taste for settling bills with a gap giving out shots of lead like he was running the bar at happy hour. Harold's is a late night supper joint, the rusty nickel time. Started out poor and was now just broke. With a menu so stiff you could jack a car with it. Popular with night walkers and lone talkers seeking shelter with coffee at 40 cents a cup. Well, tonight I had the place to myself with a double homicide and special served up extra rare and almost still twitching. Not even the powder boys have got a look yet. Nor the press with their damn cameras trying to dress the place up in black and white in the click of a ball. But it was never black and white from where I stood. Far from it. tables, pooling on the floor and sticking my shoes down like I'm a pawn with some hard plays ahead. Grill ripples, dripping fat like a snake hissing in the sun. I was hoping to have more than just bones to go on. More than just two guys slumped in the final booth. Dark suits, cheesecake and a pot of coffee. against my back like someone was trying to iron out the day old creases in my shirt. The man to my right is much bigger than his days, dressed in brown tweed with a yellow fleck, white shirt tailored by his shooter, plus two extra buttonholes in the chest to make way for that last bowl of chow that I'll never get to eat. got that rough house face the most hired muscle have. Ex 
Greeks fighting maybe. A journeyman's nose carved out like a shoehorn. And a neck grey like a slab of tuna. And shoulders like two thick planks sticking out from under his chin. His cold stare is fixed firmly on the last of that cheesecake he was probably looking forward to. But someone blew the big man's candle out. The man on the left in the table is face down, his hair all wet and ruffled, with a cigarette burn between two fingers. I kneel down and take a look. Four shell casings in the blood and grease on the floor. I lift one. Four slugs to the heart, what looks like a 28. A pop gun. The kind that could fit easily into a woman's purse. Well, this Damon sent one cold, hard love letter into this guy's chest, close enough to watch him screaming. I push his shoulder back to get a look at him. Even with his hair across his face, I recognised the guy. As did every city badge who kept his ear to the curb. Vinny La Boca, an A-star hood in a racket full of Zeds. A rat who always knew what tune the sewers were whistling and was happy to share it with a fat in a guy's wallet. A streetwise stool pigeon with a taste for the high life. Silk shirts, suits, small town glamour girls all big eyed and blushing. Arriving fresh off the greyhound with a purse full of dreams, a little cash, and hoping to get their names in big lights over Broadway. Yeah, Vinny saw the angels like he had mirrors in his cups. Sold the dream to him like it was written in snowflakes on 34th Street. He waited on those corners for those buses to turn up. Another dame to squeeze, another life to ruin, another book in his pocket for a new pair of loafers. side of his pale pain face like a worm crawling away from a freshly lit match I must have rolled the wrong dame for nearly everything she was worth leaving only enough for a ground ticket home and a heater to send her last four knuckles into his chest 
fan of that sort of uh, not like any other music you'll hear this week I reckon crime scene about the crime scene ensemble and it's just sort of the song is called act two scene two Harold's diner a 3.30 a.m. special I'm glad that you uh, had the whole title in there just to uh, make sure you had it all covered off Uh, (laughs) but uh, really enjoyable like when you heard when I heard detective jazz and I made my jokey description of what detective jazz was and you essentially just went yeah pretty much I thought mm, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy this but I enjoyed it immensely yeah it was excellent that's released on Samuel Better uh, August the 6th did you say who the person was doing the chatter um, I said there was a collaboration with David McLean who's the saxophone player and band leader and uh, Phil Carney who is the the writer and the the, uh, and the narrator the narrator exactly okay that reminds me of um there was oh this is a terrible story now because the al- I remember the album was called a uh, chip pan fire which was a sort of, sort of Scottish spoken word thing sort of more folky and jazzy than a uh, detective jazzy uh, but now immediately forgotten who actually did that oh, uh, by Jackie Balfour hmm. which was one of those it was released on Cooking Vinyl and it's one of those random things that sort of like you get sent. Where it says, uh, doing the magazine at the time, it's like uh, you get, just get sent these random things that you would never probably listen to. And it was just a spoken word uh, compilation of him talking about, uh, you know, a chip pan fire in his house. Was, <laughs> I've still got it somewhere. It's, uh, it was actually it was, uh, really enjoyable. But anyway, uh, I've been completely sidetracked. I'm going to play... A good sidetrack, though, about a chip pan fire. Well, give it a listen. It's uh, there's Also, in one of the bonus tracks was just a, a live recording of him doing a story about him being on a train and essentially trying to... So some guy was, like, sleeping on him and he went through those sort of mental gymnastics you go through where you sort of, like, make up this sort of story in your head. And it's like, well, this guy who'd fallen asleep, he thought he was trying to, like, secretly molest him. Um, and pre- by pretending to be asleep, and so then did something to sort of wake this guy. It's like, oh, sorry, mate. Um, I just thought you might want to know that Sting's dead. <laughs> and so, but this is in a Scottish accent, so uh, this yeah, is, it sounds this is, funnier. Like, yeah, like, Sting's dead, sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, I've never known how bad I am at accents. I'm looking forward to editing that. Um, but the. Um, so, so it was this whole story, and then how it sort of spirals into this crazy uh, story where everyone thinks that Sting is dead, and they're all in tears, and all the rest of it. But anyway, that was a better onwards. soundtrack. Yes, onwards to my last song for this week's podcast. It's a so a band released on the Leaf label many years ago, maybe ten years ago. I'm going to go with was AU. Uh, they had one. Oh man, I loved AU. Yeah. Saw them play an excellent gig 
Cafe Otto, maybe? Something I, like that. I saw them ago. at End of the Road Festival, around the time they did their album on the leaf. Um, one of the people from that band, uh, Luke Wyland, has a solo record out on the also on the leaf label. It's uh, just come out this week. It's called 3PE, and oh, and his artist moniker is LWW, and this track is called DTE. <laughs> so many synonyms. All catchy. That's it.
lovely there. It's the sounds of LWW, the track called DTE, from the album 3PE on the Leaf label. Which is, Christ. Yeah, I know. Come on, guys. Uh, you could do better than that. No, but, it's nice to hear that, though, because I always felt that um, the AU were a really underrated, brilliant band, and they have not crossed my mind in years. So that's just nice to be reminded of them being a cracking band. Well, they had that one album that came out probably around the same time that we both saw them. And because they're called AU, it means they're super hard to look for quickly. But it was uh, Verbs was the name of that album. Yes, came out in uh, 2008. And actually, it wasn't on the Leaf label, which I thought it was. It was on Agu Records. So why did I think that was on Leaf label? That Sounds like the kind of thing that Leaf might have been releasing. It time. certainly does. But they were a Portland, Oregon-based, um, yeah... And I'm going to just have a look here at what else they released because they were one of those bands that I loved at the time and then sort of like dropped completely off my radar. No, they didn't. Re- they didn't release anything after then. Yeah, that's right. They just never really, never really did too much. Interesting. They um, they had an album. Yeah, they had an album on Leaf actually in 2012 called Both Lights, but that was the last thing they did. Okay, nice. Well, anyway, well worth checking out. That's just mm. A U. Uh, check out their their old music. It is excellent. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. I'm going to give a big shout out to Tim Stewart for being our latest Patreon. You are brilliant. Um, the, um, the the show, we got an email which I haven't shared with you um, talking about our bonus show that we did, our secret bonus show for patrons only, and it was very complimentary. Well, I love, absolutely loved making that episode. So if you want to get this brilliant extra episode that you haven't heard... And I can assure you it's wonderful. And the patrons have also informed us that they too liked it. Patreon.com slash independent music podcast is where you can go on there and get involved. Any amount of money is lovely because we are pretty much there now on getting a new hosting to make sure we're ad free. And if we can step it up a bit more, we can hire someone to help us make this all sound a bit better. (laughs) Yep. Um, And save Gareth a load of time as well, because he's the one who who slogs around editing this to make it all sound good for you. And um, if you don't want to be a patron, that's also completely fine. You can subscribe to us on uh, independentmusicpodcast.net and Independent Music Podcast on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Acast, etc. And you can have free podcasts from now till the end of time slash the foreseeable future. Just not the bonus patron only ones, <laughs> which are where the real magic happens. Um, and I'm going to leave you with a, a new song from Alexander Tucker. Uh, been in millions of bands over the years, most recently Grumbling Fur. It's released on Thrill Jockey. It's a really nice slice of psychedelic folk. It's called Visiting Again. We'll be back with you next week. <laughs>